The Lord is about to take us on a journey. Please open your eyes, open your ears, and let your hearts be open. And let God speak to us. When I was about to finish from the seminary, they told us that acti, preferably, if you want to call it actia, they said they were to visit the seminary. Because the Nigerian Baptist Theological Seminary had lost accreditation. We've lost accreditation with the Southern Southern Baptists. So everybody were looking for accreditation. And Acti told us they were going to visit the seminary. And when Acti told told us that they were going to visit the seminary, the president of the seminary announced to every one of us that everybody get ready. Acti will be coming to visit us to authenticate our accreditation as an award, the award-giving institution. Come and see the whole seminary. I have never seen seminary in that state before. Everybody began to clean. Everybody. The seminary president also got involved in cleaning. And I was looking at this old man. I said, what is happening? Everybody. The lecturers, the chaplain, everybody got involved. Faculty members, everybody were cleaning. At a point, we saw a gutter that naturally nobody wanted to enter in. But because the seminary wanted accreditation, nobody were thinking of whatsoever prestige, who I am, or whatsoever. Everybody were entering into places that naturally one would not enter into. They were entering and they were cleaning the church. They were cleaning. They were cleaning the seminary. After two, after two days of cleaning the seminary, we looked at the seminary. I have never seen seminary in that condition before. It was clean, shining. Why? Because an accrediting body announced ahead of time that they were coming to visit. Everybody began to run helter skelter, ensuring that the place is in order. And every Sunday, we hear the word of God. Every Sunday, we come, we sit down, the Lord speaks to us. But we do not pay attention to the matters of our life. And every time I feel troubled in my spirit, and I begin to wonder, are we getting ready for the second coming of the Lord Jesus? And it is a challenge to me. It is a challenge to me because I begin to wonder, when the Lord comes, like the scripture says, will he find faith upon the earth? A church was told somewhere in Festac. I, 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 keep, I, I like to keep the information of the name of the church. And they told them that their GO was going to pay a visit. Because they had their GO was going to pay a visit, the entire church, a very big building, they began to clean, they began to paint. They painted and arranged the church inside, outside, to the extent that if you see a particular spot, you can notice it. Because they were cleaning and painting and everything were sparkling. You know why? G.O. was to visit. And I began to wonder, that if these are the preparation of men to receive a physical man who will also stand with them on the last day when the Lord will come, then what is our preparation to meet with the Lord? What is our preparation? What are we putting in place in readiness to stand before God? And it is a challenge for me. In Matthew chapter 21 that we read, please put it again on the board, on the screen. In verse 12, The Bible says Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all 
who were buying and selling there. Please, can I ask you, did he, did he beg them to leave the temple? You're not answering me now. Did he beg them to leave the temple? He did what? He drove them. What did he do? He flogged them. Did the Bible say he flogged them? Now answer me, don't be afraid. Did he flog them? He flogged them. You don't want to say now because your mind, if, once you say so, I will carry cane and start flogging you. God will not allow me to do that. I am not Jesus. Praise God. Now if that, will, if that were to happen today and Jesus just enter and start flogging people, what will your reaction be? This man has gone mad this Sunday morning. No? Will you not say he has gone mad? The Bible says he was entering and he was driving out people who were buying and selling. The Bible says he overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those who were, who were selling doves. Listen, was the church, the church was already rowdy. The temple was rowdy. When the Lord entered, he increased the rowdiness. Because in flogging, overturning tables and destroying, he increased the rowdiness. Because he said, these things cannot be. Let me tell us before we turn too far. What were the people doing in the temple? What, was the, what were the activities that were taking place? They were buying. What were they buying? What were they buying? They were buying doves. Turtle doves. What, what were they going to use it for? What were they going to use it for? Sacrifice. Now, was that expected to be done in, in the temple? Sacrifice. Don't be too spiritual. Was he expected? So why would the Lord Jesus flog them for doing what is naturally expected? They were supposed to perform sacrifice. And the people, the people came. They came with their birds. They came with their animals. And how come? Why did Jesus now come to overthrow the tables? Now, I began to wonder, sir, these people were changing money. Why were they changing money? Let us then miss it. People were coming all over the world to Jerusalem. They needed to change to the currency. It was needed. They needed to change to half shekel so that they can pay their redemptive money. It was, it was needed. But a wonderful act in their hearts, what they wanted to do, which was right, which was okay, which was good, which was normal, which was expected, was done in the wrong place and at the wrong time. They turned the church, they rearranged the seats so that the money changers and those buying can have a proper place so that they can sell their wares. The church became a place where people come to transact business. The church became a place where people come to receive connection for job. The church became a place where people will open their phone and be making call in the course of service. The church became a place where people will be reading newspaper in the course of the service. The church became a place where people without recourse to anything, they will receive call and say, yes, I'm in church, yes, I'm in church, I'm in church, yes, I'm in church, I will call you back. Eh, eh, okay, that's important. Okay, let's talk, let's talk. The container, is it the container? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it now. In the church, at the point, somebody will touch you, say, look, you are waste, you are distraught. It's okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. Eh, eh, okay, talk on, talk on, talk on, talk on, talk on. Okay, I'm, I'm leaving the church now. You are leaving the church. You are leaving the church. The Bible says that is an act of buying and selling. They were buying and they were selling in the church. The scripture said the moment Jesus entered, he saw what they were doing. The Bible said he became angry. He said, my, my father's house is meant to be a place of prayer. 
father's house is supposed to be a place where men come and they receive the spirit of the Lord. How come you have turned the house to a place of buying and selling? Didn't we see last week? CVC carried it. How a church that started with praise and worship. They were praising God when they started service. By the time they ended, they started beating church pastor. How many of you saw it? Okay, you saw it. They started beating the church pastor. They carried the pastor. They were to throw him away. I said, God, church. People were shouting. I said, church. When the church degenerated to this level, when a pastor was stopped somewhere and they stopped him, he came out confidently, confidently. He said, I am pastor. They said, it is you we are looking for. Come out. Man, somebody comes and tells you he is God's servant. And you can just do that. But why would they not do? When pastors have become worse themselves. Why would they not do? Because the church has lost its place. Somebody told me, say, pastor, we want you to be bringing all the tithes and offering you collect in church. I said, me? Or the church? He said, you? Are you, not a, are you not a pastor? Don't they give you tithes and offering? I said, me? Tithes and offering. But that's what some churches have turned it to. He said, pay me tithes. Pay me offering. They will not live long. Because very soon, the Lord will flog them out of the church. That's what the church has become. I was in a church many years ago. And while we were there praising God, worshipping God, giving God his praise, somebody came to the altar, took the microphone from the one who was singing praises. He said, please, let's announce, the G.O. has arrived. The G- we were praising God. Praise worship was going on. They said, the G.O. has arrived. Let us all go out and welcome the G.O. Why service was going on? Let us go out and welcome G.O. Who is G.O.? The God of, the, when the God of man, he, the place of the God of man has been taken by the man of God. Is it not a sin? Is it not a shame? Where will the church arise to know that there are some things that must be put in place? Let's go out. And everybody, to my shame, walked out to welcome G.O. And I was watching them. I said, who is the G.O.? I want to see the G.O. I want to see how tall, since I'm short, let me see how tall this G.O. is. Let me see how handsome this G.O. is. Let me see if this G.O., if his leg will not be touching the ground. Because this G.O. that can make people live, walk out on God. Do you know what it means for somebody to walk out on his father? If you have an age advantage over me, I shouldn't walk out on you. Even if I'm older than you, I shouldn't walk out on you. I should honor you and respect you. But every man in church, because the pastor announced that a G.O., has arrived. Everybody walked out. Is it not a shame? Is it not a shame? The Bible says when the Lord entered and saw it in the church, he flogged them. He flogged them. And I began to wonder that Lord, what was the condition for your flogging them? Why did you flog them? Why did you flog them? Three things. Why did the Lord flog them? The Lord flogged them so that he can restore order. He flogged them so that all that may be restored back to the church. In verses 12 and 13, the Bible said of that Matthew chapter 21, Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. In verse 13, it is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you have made it the den of robbers. People of God, the Lord needs to restore order in his church. Order has been lost in the church. I was in a place and I had people say, somebody just came, they went to the pastor, they jacked the pastor and said, look, you, 
you, we will deal with you. Ah, all that has to be restored. If it were those days, the person will fall down and die immediately. But well, she be the pastors have messed up. I was in a place and somebody said, invite me to your church. You give me honorarium. When you invite me to your church, you give me honorarium. I will invite you to my church too. We'll give you honorarium. I said, two of you will not live long in ministry. You will soon die. It's not going to take long because the Lord will flog you. You turn the money of God to become a platform for preaching engagement. You are in trouble. So how will people respect the altar? Is the members different? No, they're not different. How will you, every time you, 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 you ask for money from church, either they give you money, is you say that money, that thing is 10,000 naira, they give you. The next time again, that thing is 15,000 naira, they give you. Next time, it is 20,000 naira, they give you. Next time again, it is 50,000 naira. How come all these things you buy is never 12,520 naira? How come it's always round figure? Every single money in your hand, God is going to come and flog you with it. Every single money you steal from God's house, the Lord will come and flog you over it. You know what somebody told me one time? He said, Pastor, when I collect money from church as the director of this ministry, I don't mean this church, like you not start looking at all the ministries I should pretend over and say it, is, it was the discipleship director. It is not this church, the church where I, the church where I was before the one I was. Is it pastor? Pastor, how, 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 how can I? I'm the director of this ministry. How will I? Now, from where person they walk, now they're in the chop. God's money, now they're in the chop. Ah, uh, you don't go chop and long. You don't go chop and long. Anybody who steals from God's house, no matter any name you call yourself, Lord is coming to flog you out of the church. In the house of God, there must be a deliberate order. There must be a deliberate order. There is an order in the house of God. We can't buy and sell and change money in church and feel things will work anyhow. It can't. It, it can't work. It can't work. It can't work. We must set the order right. Haven't you noticed the noise in the church and yet no impact? The noise in the church increasing every day, no impact. We must change it. Number two, when God comes into the church to flog the church, the purpose is that he may recover purpose. For recovery of purpose. The Bible says in verse 14 of March 21, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. People of God, what were they doing? That the blind and the lame were there waiting to be healed. What were they doing? They were selling. Some people have turned the purpose of the church to something else. Because of your belly. Because of what you want to eat, you're not telling you to put the truth again. I was in a place and the pastor was preaching. The moment he saw a partner in crime entering church, he changed his message. Because of what you stand to gain, you change the message that comes from the altar. You change the message that comes from... Nobody has a right to preach a message from the altar unless what the Lord gave to a man. Unless what the Lord has given to a man. You come, you stand there, you talk. No, we don't just come here and stand and talk. We go before the Lord and receive a message from... That is why we can flog... The Lord can flog men from the pulpit, even the pastors. Anybody? Recovery of purpose. We must recover... The, can I ask you a question? What is the purpose of the church? What is the purpose of the church? Is it not that men, the needs of men may be met? Is it not so there will be healing? And how can people be outside having need to be met... The welfare needs of people are to be met and nothing is happening. The Bible says, 
that when that man was at the beautiful gates with his beautiful bad problem at the gates, the scripture said, Peter had to say, look, get up and walk. But today, how many churches do we have today that does not have a, blind, a beggar at the gates? Haven't you noticed it? Almost every church have beggars at the gates. I've not noticed the Koyi Baptist Church. But maybe after today's service, I will check. I will check. What are we doing as a church? What are we doing as pastors? Can't we walk up there and say, in that, well, of course, many beggars today, they don't even want the healing. But how can we re- recover purpose when all our concern is about buying and selling? How can we? How can we? The moment Jesus came, he drove out the people who made the purpose to be lost and reinstated purpose. And the moment he reinstated purpose, it was very clear. The sick were healed. The lame began to walk. The blind began to see. Those who couldn't walk, they were walking. Those who couldn't talk, began to talk. He, were, he began to heal them. And finally, as we close, the third thing the Lord will do when he visits his church is that there will be revival of the church. I cry for revival. I cry for revival. I yearn for revival. I look forward to a time when we shall return back to the days of the early apostles. The Bible said that when Ananias and Sapphira entered the temple, the Bible said the husband, the husband first came. Is that how much you sold it? He said, yes. Yeah. You have not lied to me. You have lied to the Holy Ghost. Excuse me, who, did he, who, did he, who was he talking to? You won't answer. Who? Peter. Why did Peter say you did not lie to me? He lied to the Holy Ghost. That was, that was when there was order in the church. Because the church of God is the church of God, not the church of men. That was when things were done normally. When you do things here, you are not talking to the man of God. You are talking to the Lord. He said, because you said this, the moment he had it, he fell down and died. And all of a sudden, the wife began to dance. Eminima, Coco Jerry. Oh, yeah. Eminio, 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 Eminio. You, Abby, where you come? The moment he entered, he said, Is that the amount, the amount your husband said? Is it the amount? He said, Yeah. <laughs> he said, It is so. With her long gear, hair gear, thinking that today they will give them a front row seat in church. The Bible said, The moment, he said, The feet of those who went to bury your husband. How I wish he had it early. He said, ah, No, no, no. He ran him on. Wow. Now, liar, they lie. Couldn't say it. And she felt that we must bring revival back to the church. You see, the Bible said the moment the children who were outside in verse 15, the Bible said that the children, but when the chief priests and the teachers of the Lord saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple saying, Hosanna to the the children were excited that revival has returned to the church. How come our fathers? We're buying and selling. The children were the one rejoicing. I pray that while we are yet here, it will not be our children that will be correcting us. The children were rejoicing that, thank God, revival has visited the church. People of God, in, summer, in 2 Samuel chapter 12, 
I saw something very disturbing. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, the Bible began to call the attention of David. David took Beersheba, the wife of Uriah. The Bible said David took the wife of Uriah and slept with her. The scripture told us that when he slept with her was the days when kings went for war. But our man, our brother, refused to go for war. He decided to stay in the house. Yes, that is a calendar notation of the time when this happened. And the Bible said he was going up and down on top of the roof. What is the king doing on top of the roof? Don't ask me, but theologically we can prove it. But what was he doing when people have gone, gone to? I'm sure he might have seen that nakedness before. He went to continue seeing it. Allusion. And at a point, he could no longer resist it. He said, go and bring this woman to me. And the Bible says he slept with this woman. And when he discovered, when news came to him that the woman was pregnant, he said, not only, you are pregnant, we have to bring your husband so that your husband will sleep with you. But the husband understands what it means to be at the war front. He refused to sleep with his wife. He said, hey, you refuse to sleep with your wife, then we shall kill you. And he killed him. And when he killed him, prophet Nathan came. He said, there is a man, a rich man in a place. He had so many lambs. He had so many, so many sheep. So many sheep. He had them in thousands. Maybe, me, I don't know. He had them so many. But there was this neighbor of his, a very poor guy, who had just one. And that one that he had, he would sleep with it. That one we, we drink from his cup. They were always together. He said, but do you know one day somebody came to visit this rich man? And this rich man felt he needed to entertain them. And at the point of entertainment, he said, well, I'm going to entertain you, but I'm coming. He went and carried that single one of that poor man and used it to entertain his guests. The moment King David had it, he stood up from his throne. He said, anybody who did that must die. You know he's the king. He thought it is time for me to go and kill another subject. Anybody, anybody, anybody who did it must die. The Bible said, Prophet Nathan kept quiet. And he said, Prophet, anybody who did it will die. You are the one. People of God, it is you. It is me. We can't hide it from God. What we are talking about this morning is that the state of the church is you, is me. If the Lord visits, he will not be talking to us as MMU. He won't be talking to us as WMU. He'll be talking to us as IK, as Kunle, individually. Bow your heads. Let's talk to God.